0: to the Boxing Life Podcast, Podcast. where we talk about everything from boxing to business. Fighting Manny Pacquiao is is an experience, it's not a fight. Mindset to money. I I think any business, you have to make it someone's third place. Speaking to some of the world's most interesting people. So that would be considered an example of a biohack, like I'm hacking my biology. From Sutherland, England, now living in Los Angeles, California. You put him in the ring with me in his day, and I'm talking his best day, and I'm 50 right now. I will knock him out your host, 2008 Olympic medalist and former undefeated professional boxer, Tony Jeffries.
1: If this is the first time listening to the Boxing Life Podcast, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. On this show, we talk about boxing and life, if you didn't guess by the name. So one week we'll do a boxing episode, one week we'll do a life episode. Last week with the Mind Pump Boys, it was about life and we got great response from that. Thank you for everyone who sent me the feedback and who enjoyed that episode. And this week, it's about boxing. There's been so much happening in the boxing world and we get into that. I'm joined today by my business partner, stud trainer, stud businessman, Kevin Watson, who also really knows he's boxing. So we get into Lomachenko with his last fight with and his achievement of becoming three-weight world champion in just his 12th fight. We get into that and talk about his training methods, his mind training, his physical training, the way he's become such a a machine and seems unbeatable. Even though he's already lost a fight, he seems unbeatable. We talk about the big man Tyson Fury returning to the ring in June, on June 9th. And with his opponent just being announced, I'll tell you a lot about his opponent, which I'm, I'm sure you don't know. We, we know he's got a great record, but I'll go into the background and tell you more and more about his opponent. Then we break down the pound for pound top 10 list by ESPN. I was surprised with this list. We talk about psychology in boxing, but the fighters and the way the fighters use their brains We touch on Wilder, Joshua, which is the big fight everyone wants to see. Floyd Mayweather gets a mention in there as well. Also, at the start of this episode, we talk about our travels that we've got coming up with the Box and Burn Academy. The Box and Burn Academy is our education program where we teach trainers, fitness professionals, how to teach boxing to other people. And we travel in the world, we go to Australia, England. So if it's something you're interested in, go to BoxandBurnAcademy.com and use code Life twenty eighteen to save $100 off. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you listen to it, please leave a review, it really does help, and I know if you listen to other podcasts, obviously it helps the show, it really does help the show uh, get more recognition from iTunes, and I put all my time and energy into this, I am not any sponsors, uh, it's all out of my own pocket, so if you can do that, that would be massive for me. Here it is, the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries, and Kevin Watson. Enjoy. Enjoy. Party people, in the place to be, uh-huh. it's about... So in about eight weeks, Kev's gonna do something he's never done before.
0: <laughs> That's what we're starting with, yeah. That's what we're starting Can't with. Can't wait.
1: Which is leave America.
0: I know. It, I know it's so embarrassing. I'm. I'm really very embarrassed to even say it. But yeah, better late than never.
1: I, I, I don't think it is very embarrassing because I, I notice I ask a lot of Amer- Americans and they mm-hmm. don't leave. And you know, I've been here you know for six years. I've left a few times, but it's like. There's that much, much great stuff here. Obviously, there's great mm. stuff around the world, but sure. like, th- there's that much great stuff that's happening in America. Like, why?
0: I can see why a lot of people don't really leave much. It's funny you say that, though. If you think about it, like, why don't Americans travel? Maybe if they did travel, maybe they'd have a different perspective on. On, I think the world and and the politics of the world and everything too, as well. What's wrong with the
1: politics of the world? Well? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not <get> into that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's uh, you're right. I, there is a lot of great stuff here, but I think there's <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, ever since I was a kid, you know, whenever we go on vacation, we'd go to Florida. That's what we did. Right. That's that's where we traveled. But um, and there is a lot of, especially out and in, in on the West Coast. You know, in California alone, there's so many great things to do. But I don't think there's anything that can compare to traveling internationally, yeah. I would imagine. It's
1: mad knowing you and, and knowing a lot of your interest now with space and, mm-hmm. and your interest in all of that stuff. It's like it's kind of like a no-brainer for you to, to travel the world and see all this and experience all this.
0: Yeah, I might not come back. <laughs> you might be on your own.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we're going to Sydney, Australia, <laughs> and that's a place where you might not want to come back from because yeah. I was in Melbourne in the Commonwealth Games in 2006, and Melbourne was absolutely amazing. It kind of reminded us of... Santa Monica, like how we mm. sat the Santa Monica, the nice part of Santa Monica. That's where it's like yeah. in, in Melbourne, um, and I loved it. And if I couldn't get my green card and my visa to move to America, I would have one hundred percent moved to Australia. Really? So yeah, mm. I, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, and why we going there is for the Boxing Burn Academy, the mm-hmm. level one and level two Boxing Burn Academy. So that's our education program where we teach you how to teach boxing. And we kind of went in on a blind. I was like, let's do Australia. Let's yeah. just do Australia. Like yeah. we, we get offered we get people asking quite often about doing Box and Burn franchise, about the gym, and we're not ready to do it yet. And we've had a few people asking from Australia, and we've had people messaging us, one or two or three or four me- mess- people messaging us asking, when are you going to do a, a Boxing Burn Academy in Australia? So it's like, let's do it because mm-hmm. of these one or two people. And the bastards haven't even signed up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. get it done. We'll get it done. Well, there's a will, there's a way. But... I think we've got some good uh, hopefully that two times you connection is going to help us they've been really good with, with us so yeah. I'm hoping that that'll help. So we've been spending a lot of time
1: and energy on trying to promote it and thinking of different ways which is really good cause in in America we do a boxing burn academy and the kind of sell out all the time but now internationally where the a lot of people in the fitness industry don't know who boxing burn are it's a, it's it's a, a bit of a challenge, and I'm kind of enjoying the challenge. Mm-hmm. And we are reaching out to everyone from Australia. So if you're from Australia and you listen to this, get in touch. Uh, we're doing that in Sydney, and as well, England is an, another one. You know, so uh, that's in August. We're going mm-hmm. to England. Keve's traveling again. Look at that, twice in one year. <laughs>
0: I don't feel. I, don't take this offensively, but I'm not that. Ex- I'm not as excited to go there because I'm, I'm with you guys all the time. So I feel like right. culturally, I kind of understand that and experience of that. But, all day, but, but
1: England's a lot older than yeah. uh, Australia and America. And America so yes, so I think true. there's more culture there. I think yeah. it might be a little bit more of an eye-opener for you, yeah. being there with all the history and all that sure. shit. Uh, so yeah, we, we're going there as well. So I'm trying to get in touch with all my contacts in, in England and to help, help for them to help us network and, and grow it and all that. So mm-hmm. that's something we've been working on as well. And then another thing we've got is uh, San Jose round the corner in like three weeks we going to san jose yeah. uh teaching at the mind pump gym and the boxing academy there and we promoting that and i was up in san jose last week with the Mind pump boys doing a podcast uh they're helping promote it. great great people if you listen to the last podcast that we did it was me kevin glenn we had them on and uh just 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 a great bunch of people that actually invited us to a to a a, a house party Last week in San, in Los Angeles, in Santa Monica, and I was in Venice. Yeah, they went in this massive, massive mansion. But it wasn't like a house party where you would think. Like everyone there was influencers, business owners, mm-hmm. podcasters who had like huge following. And it was a great networking event.
0: It was. It was really very cool. And they had uh, sponsors and, and you know nice food and everything. It was, it was a good it was a good time, especially for being in this industry and being around those people. It, it definitely helps to interact with those people and, and talk with them and see what they're doing. Um, yeah but what was that uh, what was the sponsor uh twelve dosits? Dosits, yeah it. so dosets you tell them what dosets is
1: you know what this shit to me
0: well it's just it's uh it's a it's, a, it's a, um, thc and cbd oil pen basically so it's cannab- it's a cannabis pen uh, and i guess they're the first ones that with the pen you actually get a set dosage every time you take a draw and i guess they're the first ones to do it but It's interesting. It's funny. I mean, they've got all the different, all these different strands. They have passion. They have bliss. They have sleep. And it's like, I don't know. To me, it all does the same thing. I think, I honestly think it's just, it's brilliant marketing more than anything. I don't think, I don't really buy into, I know a lot of people are super caught up in that. oh, you got to have this one if you want to sleep. You got to have this one if you want to have sex. You got to have this one if you want to, you know, be social. And I'm just like, well they pretty much all make me antisocial. <laughs> they just make me super tired and, and want to eat a bunch of food yeah and, which sometimes is a good thing as well but so, so i've never took a drug in my life not in my life and I, cannabis
1: now i'm hearing more and more about it especially the cbd oils and mm-hmm. all of the cbd the benefits of that uh, i've been hearing it for a long time but it's something that i've never really had any interest in in doing even though i'm i'm big into biohacking and Big in the optimal performance, how it make my body perform better. But at this event it was just like like you see, it's great marketing and they were like, well this will do this, this will do this. And I'm like, no what? Fuck it. Let's try it. So I tried it <laughs> and I don't know which one it was, the, the Bliss I think bliss, it was, yeah. which was supposed to make you feel good and talkative and chatty and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. And I got high for the first time in my life with Kevin. What a bad influence you are me, mate.
0: No, just trying <laughs> to open your eyes. No, it, it was so funny, we were sitting there eating, and we, the people were talking about it, and Tony just kind of leans over and says, I want to try it, and I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? Like, Let's go right now before you change your mind. So we went over to the table. And so I had that one, yeah. then I had another
1: one, and then, uh, I, and then I had a couple of glasses of wine as well. And I, I, I just kind of felt drunk. I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. effective uh, as the way uh, uh, People normally be affected. I don't know if it's a, you, you tell me if it's a, th- a thing where you've got to learn how to experience it. Maybe
0: uh, a little bit, but it also you know if you're drinking, why you know the first time it's going to be difficult. I think to differentiate the two right. feelings. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know I can feel it when I smoke because I'm very aware of it you know even if I've been drinking I'm aware of what it what it does to me so yeah. you know for you if it's new it's after you've been drinking right. you might not have felt the effects as much but those pens I mean those those draws that you take on the pens aren't massive like dosages yeah. dosages tell you, yeah.
1: when I slept like a baby that night mm-hmm. when I went home I slept great and yeah. I, I thought I was telling Kev like me next day my wife was, she said when I woke up <laughs> have you been have you been dreaming and I was like I'm not Jewish sure. because we were making these noises like <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I was like what <laughs> fuck yeah what is this shit you know <laughs> No, I never told you so when we left when we left the party they gave us like a goodie bag with uh, some shit in and all that and then it was one of them dosing mm. pens so I never told you this. Kev. so uh, the next day I was like telling uh, Sarah's mum and dad so nice about that yeah. and they're like 62 my wife's mum and dad and I was like come on have a try of it so the both had a try of it right yeah. Yeah, I'm not kidding 10 minutes later I was talking to Sue she just went Whoa, what's happening? I feel I feel weird. I can't walk. I can't walk. And then, me, this is at six o'clock at night. She went, Nigel, I've got to walk. I've got to, I've got to lie down. I'm not feeling right. And I'm panicking now. I'm like, what the fuck's this? So he took her downstairs. Six o'clock at night, she slept until 7 a.m. the next day.
0: Out like a light. That's amazing.
1: My 62 year old mother in law got, yeah. got her stone for the first time.
0: <laughs> She's probably smoked before, you know? You don't think? Never. I, I, I don't know. Is I it, it know. big in England?
1: No, it's it's not. Well, no. I've not lived there for six years, but yeah, now with true. the CBD, all is legal for. I think, don't quote me on this. For for boxers, mm-hmm. for who's getting injuries, yeah. for for recovery and all that. So I, I don't know. It must be it must be growing and getting bigger somehow
0: yeah I mean even in football they're trying to get it just approved because as, as an alternative to the opiates because that's causing such a problem for these guys so yeah you know with with the, the aches and pains. and
1: it was the guy who we had on the podcast before when we've done it outside who burnt his head and when he was telling us oh Andy um, Andy Murphy Andy Murphy, yeah. Andy, Murphy yeah. Andy Murphy yeah and he was telling us that his dad's got Parkinson's disease yeah and his tremors he shakes is very bad and he said some CBD or, and he it, it cuts them off for like 95 percent yeah when he told me that that was when i really thought like now this is a game changer this shit should be legal just after that one story
0: yeah no it's it's there's there's so many benefits for a lot of different people i think it also it kind of affects everybody differently you know i've smoked for a long time i've pretty much kind of stopped most recently i really don't smoke much at all anymore but uh just because i started to feel some negative effects of it or from it but i know a lot of people that don't abuse it, and, and it, it really does help them yeah. in, in a lot of ways. You know, whether it's anxiety or sleep or pain or, you know, something as extreme as Parkinson's. One amazing.
1: thing that kind of worries me about what, that part of the night when they, when they had it for, like, for sleep, to be more talkative, for sex, for yeah. passion, for this, for that, for that. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I think now, when I was talking to my wife about it, and she, she was the one who brought it up, she went, well, you know, in the future, I might be like, Oh you need this, well, take this. All yeah. you, you want to do this, well, right. do this, yeah. you know? Where, yeah. really, maybe we don't need it. Yeah. But, like, now it's going to be put in kids' faces. or oh, you you're feeling down? Take this. or oh, you feeling this? Rather yeah. than dealing with it yourself.
0: No, absolutely, and I think that's also, like I said a, a little bit ago, I do. I don't think that these different flavors or different strands actually do different things. I think it's all marketing, but yeah, that's the scary part of it, because, yeah. you know, if, you, if you, do, you are having a bad day, oh, well, I just need a pull on my pen to, right. you know, it's like, well, sometimes it's not a bad thing to just deal with a bad day yeah. and just go through it and feel the emotions of it. You know, you don't, you don't have to run from that stuff. Yeah. Because that's a little bit unhealthy.
1: That's the, that's the scary part about it, so yeah. That trip to San Jose ended up fun for me and Kev. Um, <laughs> so yeah the boxing world academy in san jose june 10th if you're interested you can use boxing life 2018 for a code and you can save a hundred dollars as well so use that um, so we've had a, some great boxing moving on to boxing now we've had some great boxing fights and some great news coming with everything with tyson fury and all that Um lomachenko three-week world champion in his 12th fight what about that kev
0: He's pretty, pretty outstanding. I mean, he's 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 really amazing to watch. But he, you know, in, in that fight with Lenares, he looked human. You know, Yeah. <laughs> he was exposed a little bit. And I think it's a, it's, a, it's a maybe ultimately a good. Maybe he won't have such a hard time finding matchups now, right? Uh, because of that. But
1: yeah, I mean, Lenares world class fight, like yeah. very very high level. And with with Lomachenko moving up that many, that many weights in such a short period of time, I think uh, it's like. Yeah, now stop moving up yeah. weights, and uh, you know, grew into this weird, weird category. But just, just unbelievable, like such a talent. And then, like, were his pedigree as well, winning the two Olympic gold medals, mm-hmm. in, one in Beijing in 2008, and one in London tw- 2012. Uh, I put a little poll out on my Instagram story: the saying, do you think he's the best fighter ever, or, or do you think he could be the best fighter ever? And it was something like 72% of the people out of like thousands of people who voted said yes
0: really do you agree i don't know i mean it's it, we it's hard to say we haven't seen him enough yet i mean he's so he's so mechanical and he's so he is he is just a machine i mean i've never seen i've never seen anybody move the way he moves right. on, 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 off the side and on his angles and um and obviously you you know you've watched a lot more boxing than i have but it's so hard to say i mean if he were to fight Mayweather, I mean, what do you think? I mean, like, it's or yeah, something yeah. like that. It's it's just so hard to compare, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, w- w- there's a weight, the weight difference is even. That would be the next weight up, I think. Right, if He did yeah. fight Mayweather, yeah. But like, I, t- I think it was Mayweather was in his like 30th fight or before he won his three world titles at three different weights, something like that. But obviously, Mayweather turned pro when he was younger, so yeah. uh, Lomachenk was had to be rushed a little bit further because I think That's he's true. 32 now, 33. Is he?
0: sounds right i think 32. yeah uh,
1: but uh, he's just such an interesting interesting character i've been watching yeah. more and more about him like lately uh, a couple of my clients is huge fans and i've been really interested in his training and his methods and he trains his brain a lot yeah we've seen that stuff
0: yeah I, I, I think they had it on one of the pre-fight uh shows right yeah a little bit but
1: training okay. his brain which is which is great like because that's, I've never, that's unheard of to me about doing stuff like that, training your brain, like mm-hmm. balance, trying to balance dominoes with both hands and uh, doing the machines on the walls and mm-hmm. oh, what's, what's the other one that he does? He does, it, he does it all sorts of crazy yeah. shit and uh, I just think it's great and as well, I, I heard him on an interview saying that he has a, a psychologist, lives with him really? all the time. Like didn't know that. So working on his mind, it, it's funny because you think, People like that would have such a strong mind. You wouldn't need a psychologist.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, he's he's mastering his, his not only boxing, but he, he's becoming a master and an in, in in ultimate control of everything he does in his in his mind, his body, and his you know whether he's competing or not. I think that that just makes you more in tune with who you are and yeah. you know kind of w- what you can do mm. uh, physically as well.
1: I remember I was speaking to Jason Clark, one of my clients, and Jason is the producer of the TED movies and. All sorts, he's very, very successful. And he's, I think Jason's around, he's becoming up 60 years old as well. And he, he's the most positive person that I know, great, super motivating. And he told me that he sees a psych, psychiatrist, psychologist every every week or so. Yeah. And I was like, What? You? Why do you see one? <laughs> yeah. He said, Listen, Tony, he says, If you've got a Ferrari, just because
0: it's a Ferrari, would you not take it to get serviced?
1: Yeah. I'm like, Mm, he said, it's the same with the brain, you need to get it service, keep it sharp, keep it thinking.
0: It's true. It's true. I, I don't have, I know a lot of people in LA do. Uh, I, I've, I've been into, see psychiatrists and psychologists growing up when I was younger. I dealt with a lot of anxiety and stuff, so I was in and out. And so I don't know if that turned me off of the idea from it right. a lot, but I think uh, I think uh, most successful people in this town I know yeah uh, have one, yeah. Yeah, you see it all the
1: time on films and all that, and mm-hmm. like where, where, where I'm from, and you know, it's like kind of unheard of. I was like, "What?
0: Why the fuck do you need
1: one them? You know, yeah. <laughs> you should be tough." Enough. But like, it makes so much sense. You so know, it makes so much sense. I've seen. A, a, it was a life coach. was at Devlin before who really mm-hmm. helped me with some shit and give me different perspectives on on life and all that shit. Sure. So anyway, about Lomachenko, a lot So he's got one of them in his in his in his camp and his house all the time. That must be, that obviously that's helping him and. It 's like what a member of England boxing coach used to say it to me all the time you know if you can if you can get one percent better at nutrition, if you can get one percent better at agility, one percent better at speed, one percent better at mind, one percent better at this, or two percent better at this, then add nine percentage together overall you 've just getting seven percent better yeah I' like, wow, and with Lomachenko he seems to what we see from the outside looking, and he seems to have all. Everything covered, like he's yeah. with the psychologist, his diet, and everything yeah. else.
0: What's interesting about him too, and and, um, wh- who's that? Uh, people said this about that Earl Spence guy coming up, but he's kind of a boring guy, isn't he? he I mean, he's, he's interesting, but he's kind of boring. He's not, he's not out there like you know. Talking shit about other fighters, or, or yeah. you know, he's not one of those guys like you know, like a Mayweather is. Yeah,
1: I think with him, with the, the the language, I think it must be hard.
0: Yeah, that's
1: uh, true. I've seen him in the ring before. That I can remember fighters, when he was pulling himself. saying, come and get me when he was in the corner. You see that yeah, one? Yeah, I don't. Where, think so. where I don't he, know. he was going, walking on the corner, saying, "Come on, come on." So yeah, I think yeah. he's got a character about him. But yeah. I just, yeah, um, uh, but yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. For for us, English, who speak English. It's. Uh, not very moderate when they can't speak great English, you know, like, like the, the, the worst, is Triple G. Yeah, <laughs> the, the
0: worst. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's so gym. funny, listen to him. You know, he's just to.
1: the nicest person ever. Yeah. And he looks nice as well. He doesn't look like a bastard does. as well. <laughs> so the ESPN pound for pound ratings have just came out and Lomachenko tops them, followed by Golovkin, Crawford, then Colonel Alvarez, Thurman, Spence, Garcia, Kovalev, I don't even know what that one is. I don't know who that is. Anu? No anu, idea. I'm not sure. Huh. And then uh, Dionier Wilder. So Lomachenko tops them.
0: Do you agree? So they have Wilder on there and not... Uh, Anthony Joshua. Huh. it's the ESPN, ESPN yeah, America, right? Yes, American. If it was Sky Sports, it might be a little bit different. Yeah, I don't, so they had Golovkin at two.
1: Yeah, so they switched them. Golovkin was one, Lomachenko, and then after Lomachenko's last fight, Winning the three world title It's just interesting
0: to me. I mean, I I, I love and I think he's great. I know we different opinion on the the Canelo fight a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, he he, he hasn't dominated in in a, in a few years now, right? I mean, he's he he with Jacobs. Yeah, he had that tough fight with Jacobs.
1: Then Canelo. tough fight with Canelo, uh, but I think they're looking at the at the Ws on the record. Yeah, you know? that's true. Uh, yeah, but I, I I would put with. The achievement of three world champion in twelve fights—I think it's just got to be up there, especially with his yeah. background
0: pedigree as well. Yeah. And then yeah. Crawford is—he's uh, uh, unreal. Like uh, he's my favorite fighter to watch. I think. Yeah. He's great. Do you yeah. watch him much? Uh, yeah, yeah. I seen his last fight. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. So good. Yeah. Then I um, so Spence as well. Another one. Great. Mm-hmm. There's not one. There's not one British fighter on there. I mean, obviously it's ESPNs, but yeah. there's a few other foreigners on. But Britain's got more world champions than any other country in the world right now and there's not one of them on the top half of the panelists. Who would you put on there? Uh, Anthony Joshua. Right. I would definitely put Anthony Joshua on there. Uh, maybe Billy Joe Saunders maybe after his yeah. last fight, you know, uh, I don't know. But uh, So I think I was telling you like Kovalev's, it should be announced Kovalev's fighting mm-hmm. Alvarez next and Alvarez is the Colombian who I boxed in the Olympics and yeah. I beat him in a very, very close fight. Uh, and I'm. Just so happy that he's that he's winning because I was the last I was the last person to beat him, and now he's fighting cover levels on the pound for pound list. So how I does really that make you feel? I'm I'm buzzing. I'm make really happy. Good, yeah. yeah, it
0: makes me feel, feel, feel real good, especially
1: if you beat him. Does it make
0: I, you feel like you could still be fighting though? Are you no, wanting to still be fighting? No, not at all. Not, not even not even an ounce.
1: Not one ounce. Because <laughs> this is, it might sound a bit dickish if you're a fighter, but like I kind of feel sorry a little bit for fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now I know the damage it does for the brain, and I know how unaware fighters are of that. Even yeah. even the top fighters. Like I went and watched James DeGille, Olympic gold medalist, in his last fight. Very good friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, in Vegas, and I, he won his world title back. And I and I'm so happy about that. But I kind of felt sorry at the end of the day. It's like, I mean, he's made loads of money. He's just an example. But like, after this, what what are you gonna do? Have you yeah. got investments? Have you? Because uh, a lot of fighters haven't got investments. Yeah. You know. Uh, so. No, I'm I'm really happy for this Colombian because yeah. I know there's very little opportunities in Colombia for for someone like I, I'm guessing like like him who's come from the streets sure. and now he's in this big money fight. So I'm very happy for him. I just hope he hope he wins. Sure. Then we've started their announcement of Tyson Fury's fighting again in June 9th. We've just had his opponent announced. He's called Safar Safari. Safari. What are they doing with that?
0: Is that going to be on like something? Uh didn't I see they're doing? They're they're broadcasting it on something li- like Facebook Live, not Facebook Live, but something. Oh, they are. Maybe something, it's something. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. It was they're doing something new for it. I feel might like. be YouTube
1: because I think YouTube's yeah. trying to really blow up their live streaming. Yeah. So maybe it is. See. Um, but yeah, he's fighting. He's fighting this Albanian. The Albanian. So Tyson Fury hasn't fought since uh, November two thousand and fifteen. He's fighting this guy who's had twenty four fights, twenty three wins, with. 21 knockouts. And I was like, oh shit. Big boy. (laughs) That's a tough fight. But then I looked into it and I looked at his opponent. All of his opponents of fights have been at cruiserweight. He's only fought twice in the last two years, which were both at cruiserweight. He won them both by knockout. But the last guy who we fought, uh, who he knocked out, had been knocked out 23 times. And the guy we fought before that has been knocked out 10 times. Uh, That's in the last two years, this guy's fought. uh, And, but with a record like that, the general public don't see that when they look deeper into who this guy's fought. And he's also this guy who he's fighting, out of his 24 fights, 23 wins, only five of them opponents have had winning records, which means have won more fights than they've lost. So he's fought a lot of journeymen coming up. Mm -hmm. This guy, which, is perfect. It's put, per- and I can really see why they're doing this. It's just what I think is like, where where do these guys come from? Like, how do they build a record like that when they're not when it's not that good? How does he get to twenty four fights with twenty three ones with twenty one knockouts? And he's only now fighting someone. You know, yeah. You would think.
0: Well, it's, he, So I'm, I'm assuming he probably fights mostly in Albania in that yeah. area in that region. I guess they. I'd imagine they probably. I know boxing, the politics of boxing is pretty shady anyways, but I was right. thinking, imagine a place like that. It's like, yeah. they'll throw anybody in the ring. Maybe that's
1: what they've been doing. They've been building his record uh, and to, to for a fight like this, now that guy will probably get 800 grand. Mm-hmm. M- I don't know, maybe a little bit more to fight Tyson Fury. And then, uh, but it's perfect for Tyson. I, I hope he comes back and wins. It's, it seems like uh, uh, it's what he needs because who else is going to fight? i would yeah. rather, and fight someone like this with a good record mm-hmm. on paper than fight someone who's a tough bastard with a shit record who's going to make them look bad, you know? That's true. Yeah. Because all we want to see is Tyson Fury fight Anthony Joshua or, mm-hmm. or Deontay Wilder, and uh, so this is just a stepping stone to get there.
0: What's he, what's he looking like these days? I haven't seen him recently. I mean, I, I'll, I'll put on my Instagram
1: about six months ago, Tyson Fury will never fight again. Together <laughs> Have you seen that, right? Yeah, I remember. Because he was so out of shape. Huge. And, but now he's in shape. He's lost like five, I think five stone, which is like one hundred and fifty pound or something like that, which wow. is uh, which is ridiculous. No, it's not one hundred and fifty pounds. I think it's seventy five pounds. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he's looking really good. I've seen his mitt work. He's looking fast. He's looking sharp, yeah. uh, which is only good for boxing. Yeah. He's been a bit quiet now. Did you watch much of him before?
0: No, he, no. I didn't. No, not until. When you I remember you first brought him up to me and showed me one of his press conferences, like who is this clown? You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's interesting. I mean, he's he's he's, he's hilarious. He, yeah, he's one of those guys like <clears throat> when I was talking about Lomachenko earlier. He's he has so much uh, energy and, and I guess just character, you know. Yeah. and I think that's a big thing for fighters yeah. to sell. Huge, huge thing. And yeah, he's got so much character, but I've not really seen any of that since. Like
1: he's joking around and mm-hmm. and he's messing around and he's big mouth. Not really seen that much of it uh, since he's he's come back because he got to, he got a two-year ban I think it was for I might be wrong for for sn- sniffing cocaine I think it was yeah. some, some,
0: some of that. I remember I think Michael White was telling me he he was going through he was going through it some rough stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Seems yeah. Like he's had a tough life though it sounds like so.
1: Yeah. So Tyson Fury six foot nine, twenty-five fights, uh, won them all. And his last win was against uh, Klitschko, and he was the one who defoned Klitschko before yeah. Joshua. He was the one who, Klitschko was invincible before he boxed Tyson Fury.
0: Yeah, and he was, the, the way he did it, you know, it wasn't the most exciting fight, but it's pretty amazing. He was, you know, he was really, he's very, very, skillful, skillful in the way he moved around, controlled the ring and, and used his jab, he's, you know. But that's what he, that's kinda, what he's even talking about if he were to fight like someone like Wilder, like he's like, right there would be no knockout. I would just dance around the ring and, and yeah. you know, and, and jab him, jab his head off. <laughs>
1: what do you think about Wilder and Joshua? So I know you've watched both of them closely.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me. I'm not a, a, a... I think Wilder is amazing, but he also... It's hard for me to really like him that much. I don't like his character and, you know, you know some... For example, he said that like, he wants to kill somebody in the ring. Yeah. Like, why would you say that? that. Did,
1: did you hear him say that or was it just on a, on a reader about it?
0: No, I heard it. I heard oh, him. I, don't, I saw a clip of it and I heard him saying it, yeah. It's Fuck. just like, why? Like, why? I don't know. I get it. I, I, I don't actually I don't get it. But no. he's I mean, he's from the <laughs> he's from a rough place in Alabama, but it's like why I just don't anyways, I just don't like him very much. I'm not crazy about him. Joshua I think is a lot more likable yeah. of a of, of a guy. Uh and, and you you watch Wilder at times when he, he just gets wild and sloppy and it's just like yeah. if you if you're a purist in boxing at all, then it's like that that turns you off of him a little bit, yeah. I think. So I would I would if I had to bet I would I would probably bet Joshua, but I haven't, I've watched Wilder more than I've watched yeah. Joshua as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very interesting fight, because yeah. Wilder will knock, knock you clean out if he can hit you with that shot. But like you said, it is really wild and a big hair maker, which I kind of think is pretty hard to prepare for, mm-hmm. If because you, if you, no one really fights like that. But at the same time, with, with Joshua's boxing skills, his footwork, and his straight punches, that's yeah. what, that's what'll beat him all day long. Yeah. Um, and Joshua's an odd bastard as well mm-hmm. to get up off the canvas, off Klitschko, and come back and yeah, win. That's You've
0: got to respect that. Well, even Ortiz against Wilder was having some success until yeah. he just kind of just like all of a sudden quit. You know, which was interesting to me. But you know, I think. There was a moment in that fight where I was like, "This, this is it." Ortiz yeah. is exposed. Ortiz is going to do it, you know. So I think Joshua was far more skilled, obviously, than Ortiz. Uh, and the other thing about uh, Wilder is, a lot of people don't realize he's so—he he's, was only like two twenty, 220, two twenty-five. He's is that what he was. He's little, yeah. Right? Shit. <laughs> he's, he's skinny. Like I know on, on TV, he looks massive, yeah. but he's a skinny guy.
1: With that, with that um, Ortiz fight, that showed us a lot about. Wilder as well. His character, his heart, his determination. Because he was fucked. He was so. We've got these two big, big guys, Joshua and Wilder, both got big hearts. Uh, It's going to be a proper explosive fight, and it just needs to happen. Any, any uh, news on that happening? Do you know?
0: Not that I've heard. Uh, But you know, you see headlines all the time. It's near. It's near. It's near. And then it's like. A year later, they're still saying the same, yeah. <laughs> same thing, so. Because
1: there was a, a, a... Wilder put out that he's gonna pay $50 million to, to Joshua if he fights him, did you see that?
0: No, what, what I do respect about Wilder is saying he, he'll go over to England and fight him, I think. But I think he'd make, they'd make more money over there, wouldn't they, because yeah. they, they at, a, at a massive, one of those massive stadiums.
1: Yeah. He, he sells them stadiums out, which is unbelievable. He's huge, huge stadiums. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else happened in the boxing world? You know.
0: Truthfully, I haven't been. I haven't been following so much of it recently. Um, there's uh the fight last night, the uh, the Stevenson and. and oh yeah, Badou Jack. Jack. yeah. Jack was, was a great fight. Um, it, I was not surprised at all. Would you think the decision? Do you think it was a draw? I was I, I kind of going into like the tenth round. I was like, this is this is going to look. This is kind of looking like it's going to be a draw. Yeah, I never seen the fight. Oh, you don't. Know, oh, that's truth. right. No.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Battle Jack's great. Stevenson is great as well. Yeah. So we've got to respect Battle Jack for moving up the weight sure. and fighting him. Uh, I, I was like, ooh, I, I would have picked Stevenson
0: before the fight. Yeah, the first, I, the first half of the fight, Jack threw nothing. Mean, he was throwing like 18, 20 punches around. Right. And then Stevenson kind of punched himself out. And you know, and Jack's corner like game plans going perfect. This is exactly what we wanted. And round five or six, Jack turned it on. and was really started to take advantage of Stevenson being tired. Yeah, he was really he was really hitting them and, and and being effective. And then something I think it was the ninth or tenth round, it all of a sudden just switched back. Where I think Stevenson landed a few straight lefts to to the to the body, and uh, you could see that it really affected Jack. Um, and maybe that's I didn't realize Jack had moved up for that fight, so maybe that that yeah. that little bit uh, extra power of somebody that's used to fighting at that weight was yeah. really affected him in mean, those so, later rounds. So
1: so Jack is now to two of his last three, he drew with uh, James DeGale as well. Uh, did you ever see that fight? When he fought James DeGale? I don't believe I did. Yeah, yeah. when, that was, it was when Floyd just retired and, and Floyd got in the ring and started giving it the big and, and and just trying to get the limelight, like mm-hmm. saying you should, you got robbed and all that. Yeah. And I was like, Floyd, you were just a dick. It's not about you all the time, you know, <laughs> that these boys, they I remember think, you talking about that, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think Floyd's been getting his head in the camera for this as well, which is good because it, it it helps sell a fight. and mm-hmm. does with him being there and, and promoting Battle Jack.
0: Um, what's Floyd doing these days? It's interesting. With They showed Floyd in the locker room talking to Jack before the fight. And this is strictly just from my perspective, looking at it and seeing pictures. Like, it looks like Jack just absolutely hates him. Like, why don't you are fucking with my head right now? Like, get <laughs> out of here. Yeah. You see a guy like Mayweather, like, I can't stand listening to that guy talk. Yeah. I respect him as a fighter, not so much as a person, but like, you could just see that Jack was just like, it didn't look like he was super happy to have him in there. Right. And I think that would mess with my head a little bit. I mean, imagine... I mean, it is Mayweather, obviously, he knows what he's doing, but... That's
1: probably it's probably because Jack knows him by now. He's been with him long enough that yeah. all the cameras are in. Floyd comes in. Yeah. Floyd follows the cameras in. The, the, the camera, it wouldn't surprise you if the cameras have said, uh, listen, come and talk to him so we can film. So yeah, he's true. doing that before he's fighting. Jack's like, fuck off. I do want to right. fight? Yeah.
0: No? I'd imagine that would fuck with your head. you yeah. to go into war, you know? And yeah. yeah. Last
1: thing you want. Well, it's been great having you back on the podcast, Kev. Yeah. We, we're doing okay. these now. We do the... So this is the boxing podcast. Next week it'll be live. We we'll do boxing and life, boxing and life. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. And if you are listening to this on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps the show. Remember, if you want to come to the Boxing Burn Academy, um, the the code is Boxing Life 2018. Save hundred dollars. That's off the online courses as well. Uh, until next time, I'm Tony Jeffries. This is Kevin Watson. Thanks for having me. The Traveller. Soon to be, yes. Traveler. You know what? If you see your uh, Instagram profile picture, of your Facebook one, you look like a a full-on traveller. You
0: look like Crocodile Dundee. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I might, not, I might not ever come back. <laughs> I might just turn into a, what do they call it, gypsy? They just move yeah. around everywhere. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later.